Amen. You drove through the rain, so you love Jesus. Turn to somebody and just tell them, now I know that you really love Jesus. Hallelujah. I love that fire over there. Come on. I need, I need like 10 of those and I'll preach up in this place. <laughs> to God be the glory. How many people know it's okay to have fun in church? Amen. Look at what God is doing here. What a God. What a church. What a people. Come on. I need a few people to lose their minds and celebrate Jesus in this place. If he's been good to you. Come on. Hey, 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 hey. Somebody celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Why are we shouting? Why are we celebrating? Because the devil has lost again. And I have the victory. Come on. Hallelujah. He has lost again. And Jesus has won again. Somebody shout amen. Now I need, I feel like there's a praise in this place. Come on. I need another, another 60 seconds in this place of somebody that has the guts to celebrate 2019 before it's even here. Come on. God, thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the blessings. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the new job. Thank you for the houses. Thank you for the buildings. I thank you in advance because you deserve the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I call that a down payment praise. It's a down payment praise. Because I know that he can be trusted. So I'm not going to wait until he does something before I praise him. Come on, somebody. If you love the house enough to buy, you put a down payment. If you love God enough and trust that he's going to do it, you, do, you put a, a praise down payment on it. Because you know he's going to come through in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Well, today we're beginning a brand new message series titled New Lens. It's our Christmas message series, and it's titled New Lens. Somebody say New Lens. Now, I want to talk to the so-called seasoned believers in this place, because sometimes when we hear a Christmas message series, you're thinking, I already know the story of Christmas. I know about Mary and the little manger and all that, and I've watched the movies, bought the t-shirt. What else is there? Well, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, open my eyes to see and help me to have a fresh encounter of Jesus Christ this Christmas. Impact, I want to remind you that Christmas is more prophetic than it is historic. Christmas is more prophetic than it is historic. In other words, it's not just some story that happened in the past. It impacts your present and your future. So every December, it's a good time to ask God and say, God, open my eyes. Give me new lens. I want to see something new I've never seen before. Is that your prayer in this place? And I'm believing that God's going to open our eyes in this month of December. We're going to see certain things that we've never seen before. That's what I am praying for, new revelations in Christ Jesus, in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. So this is a four-part message series. Today, I'm starting by teaching on a message called Seeing Christmas Through the Lens of Mary. Seeing Christmas Through the Lens of Mary. And that's all about surrender. Now, next week, we're going to talk about seeing Christmas through the lens of Joseph. Seeing Christmas 
through the lens of Joseph. You have to remember that Joseph was part of the noble family. He was a descendant of King David and King Solomon. So he had royal blood in him. And then he finds out that his fiance is pregnant and it's not him. She is so super spiritual. She's claiming that God did it. Come on, if it was me, I told you last week, I'd be like, show me where Jose is. We need to talk. But what's amazing is that Joseph trusts the process. He trusts God. And because of that, he finds himself in the midst of greatness. I am praying that in this month, God would show you some area in your life that you're controlling. And because you're controlling and not trusting, you're holding yourself back. I'm asking God for that. What areas of my life am I micromanaging and controlling and not allowing God to have his way? That's going to be next week. Turn to your neighbor, tell them, you can't stay home next week. And then on third Sunday, we're going to talk about seeing Christmas through the lens of the Magi. Seeing Christmas through the lens of the Magi. And this is all about breaking false traditions. The Magis were astronomers and astrologers. In other words, they followed the stars. And not only did they follow the stars, they looked to the stars for their guidance. They looked to a created thing to guide them instead of looking to the creator. And so in this season, they broke their false traditions and God did something in their lives. And today we talk about the Magis because of their willingness to break their false traditions. My prayer is that this Christmas, God would cause you to break those false traditions, those unnecessary things that you are married to and loyal to that are killing you. Praying that God would open our eyes to see some things in a new way. Somebody shout amen. And then on the fourth Sunday, we're going to talk about seeing Christmas through the lens of heaven. Can we talk about heaven in church? We don't preach about heaven anymore. It's been a long time I heard a good message on heaven. Come on, somebody. How many people know the Christmas story would not have happened if it wasn't for heaven? Heaven was rejoicing. This whole thing was facilitated by angels. Angels are envoys from heaven. So we're going to talk about heaven. Uh, in the last two months, I have been to more funerals than ever before. More funerals than ever before. And I believe that the church is depressed today because we are living for the earth and we're not living for eternity. Come on, there's a place called heaven. Now, I'm not praying that you go there tomorrow, but one day we're going to end up in heaven. Come on, it's a good thing to celebrate about. Amen. So I'm going to talk about heaven. It's going to be incredible. And I want you to invite somebody who's never been to church before. The ushers gave you a little flyer that you have in your packet. I want you to take that little thing, give it to somebody, give it to your boss who never goes to church, give it to someone who's an atheist, give it to someone who's an agnostic, and give it to them and say, come to church, we're going to talk about heaven. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and just ask them, are you ready for heaven? Yeah. It gets quiet in church when you ask that. Church people should be excited about heaven. Hallelujah. If you compare life on earth with heaven, it's like a drop in the ocean. Hallelujah. We were made for heaven. Somebody say amen. amen. Now let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. Luke chapter 1, 26 to 38. We are a teaching ministry. 
We are a teaching ministry. We're talking about the lens of Mary. Lens of Mary. Surrender. In the sixth month in Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Very important detail. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Can I stop here and say, Greetings, impact, you are favored and the Lord is with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody missed a good place to receive the prophetic. I said, greetings, impact. The favor of God is upon you and the Lord is on you in Jesus' name. Amen. It says, greetings, favored woman. Woo, the Lord is with you. And the next statement that follows is rather an oxymoron. Here it goes. Confused and disturbed. I want you to know that when the favor of God is upon you, you're going to get confused and disturbed. Yeah. Just because the favor of God is upon you doesn't mean you're not going to go through certain situations that are going to confuse you and disturb you. Some of you are going through something right now. Please don't give the credit to the devil. It's not the devil. You're experiencing that pain because the favor of God is upon you. Favor comes with a price to pay. Favor comes with some issues. Some of the issues that you're going through are a reminder that you're blessed. Hallelujah, somebody. I, I go through some issues as a pastor. I got to talk to people, deal with people, deal with different things. But I celebrate my issues because somebody else would wish they had my issues. My issues are a reminder that I'm blessed and favored of the Lord. Can I talk to somebody in this place? Turn to somebody sitting next to you and just tell them you are favored. Hallelujah. Talk to me somebody. Somebody say you are favored. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why you're going through what you're going through. It's because of the favor of God. Be reminded when you go through certain issues in your life. Where are we? Verse. Here we go. Confused and disturbed. Verse 29. Let's go to 30. She says, the angel says, don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Hallelujah. Come on, take the favor of God in this place. You will conceive and give birth to a son. I declare in the name of Jesus that in the month of December, you're going to birth some things that you haven't birthed all year in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 32. He will be very great. It will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy. And he'll be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. May God cause you to become pregnant with dreams in Jesus' name. Some of you are thinking, I'm too old. It's too late for me. It's never too late. 
It's not over until God says it's over. People used to say she was barren. Uh, people used to say she was barren. But she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. I declare that everything negative that people are saying about you is being reversed right now in Jesus' name. And the word of God will be fulfilled in your life in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Now here's Mary's response. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. You have to remember that what God is asking Mary to do is unusual. It's unusual. It's never happened before. Not in the days of Abraham. Not in the days of Elijah. Not in the days of Moses. There's never been a virgin that's ever been pregnant before. This is unusual. Not only is it unusual, it is controversial. Very controversial. It is religiously controversial. Let me give you an example. If there was a young teenage girl in this church that was claiming that she was pregnant and she's not married and she said God did it, I would ask the elders to remove her from the church. Now, don't kill me because guess who'd get accused? Somebody's going to get that when they're driving home. They would accuse somebody in this building. And I don't want that person to be me. This is a controversy. It's controversial. It's religiously controversial to the church of this day. At the same time, it was culturally controversial. Why? Because in this day and age, according to the law of Moses, if you were found pregnant out of wedlock, the law said to stone you. She could have gotten stoned. Come on, somebody. And I'm not talking about this stoned. Because somebody was like, man, that would be, no, no, no. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about this stoned. <laughs> Come on, you can laugh in church. Somebody's just like, did he just say that? Yes, I just did. And I did that for you because you're too uptight. Come on, loosen up in church. <laughs> Amen. They could have killed her. What God was asking, asking for her to do was not an easy thing. When we watch Christmas movies, they make it look like here's little cute Mary wearing this white thing. And the angel comes and says, would you allow your body to carry Jesus? And she's just like, yes, I'm going to do it. In the British, in the British accent, I'm going to do it. No, no, no. This was a tough thing. God was, was asking her to risk her life. She could have been killed. She could have been kicked out of the church. And not only was it religiously controversial and culturally controversial, it was also politically controversial. Because Joseph is part of the bloodline of kings. King David and Solomon. Imagine Prince Harry dating Kate Middleton. And then they give an announcement that Kate is pregnant before they are married. And it's not Prince Harry who did it. Politically, it's controversial. What God is asking Mary to do is not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. But I love the response that Mary has. Luke 138. Then Mary said, I am willing to be used of the Lord. Let it happen to me as you have said. 
I am willing to be used of the Lord. You could get killed. You could lose a boyfriend. Young people. Joseph could break the relationship. He says, I'm willing. Let it be done to me. As it has been spoken. Let it be done to me. I am willing. In other words, I surrender. Somebody say, I surrender. One more time. I surrender. Impact, I have a simple message for you today. Before we put up another Christmas tree, before you decorate your house, you need to ask God, what is it that I need to surrender? Christmas is not just about festivities. This is the prayer that changed the world. This young teenage girl said, let it be done unto me. I am willing. There's a price to pay, but I am willing. This is the prayer that caused heaven to kiss the earth. This is the prayer that prepared the way for the Savior to come. I am willing. I surrender. I'll, I'll sacrifice something. I'll sacrifice my reputation. I'll sacrifice my boyfriend. But I am willing. I surrender. Somebody lift up your hands and just begin to say, Father, I surrender. Let it come from the depth of your heart. This is the prayer that changed it all. God spoke to me to tell somebody in this place what's going to do it for you in 2019 is the spirit of surrender. Because in the world, the position of surrender is a position of weakness. But in the kingdom of God, the position of surrender is the path towards greatness. Come on, if we're going to clap, let's do it well. Hallelujah. Do it for Jesus. In the world, to surrender is weakness. But in the spirit realm, Surrendering is a position of power. It's an offensive position. Hallelujah. In the world, to surrender is a posture of defense. But in the kingdom of God, surrender is a posture of offense. I had a friend of mine who went through a divorce. And his ex make, made a declaration. She said, I'm going to make life difficult for you. You will never see your son again. And she said, I'm going to destroy you. And he came to me and he told me, Jerry, I'm going to find the best lawyer that I can find. And I'm going to war. I'm going to fight with this lady. She doesn't know who she's messing with. And I said, brother, if you do that, you're going to lose every penny you have. You're going to be miserable. You're going to lose pennies. You're going to lose sleep. You're going to lose everything. You're going to become very skinny, not because you're on a diet. Because you're miserable. I said, what you need to do is surrender. I said, man, what are you talking about? I said, you need to surrender. I said, pray for her. Love her. Say good things to her. And I'm not kidding. I told him, send her a Christmas gift. <laughs> you know that was coming. I said, man, I can never do that. Long story short, once he did that, that woman did something crazy and the judges reversed the case and they said, you are taking your son. Your son is coming home today. Come on, somebody celebrate with me in this place. Once he surrendered, something shifted. Hallelujah. Something changed. Because once you surrender, it's no longer your responsibility. It's God's responsibility. And let me tell you something. God does a better job fighting than you ever can. So surrender is a place of peace. It's a place of rest. Because when you give it to God, now you can go to sleep. Yeah. 
Surrender will anchor your soul. Surrender will settle your spirit. Pastor, why are you, why are you the happiest guy in the world? Because I've learned this principle of surrender. It's God's business. Every bill we have to pay, everything we have to do, this church here, this is God's business. I just went to Disney, man, I was laying down on that, on that beautiful sand in Florida, and I was chilling. I've heard of pastors going on vacations, and they can't sleep because they're worried about the church. I'm not worried about this church because this church is God's business. I have surrendered it to God. God is in charge. Surrender will anchor your soul. And surrender will release the angels of God to fight on your behalf. This guy gave up. He said, you know, I'm just going to bless her. And he did send the gift, by the way. And they reversed the, the case. They told him, the lawyer told him, your son is coming home because he surrendered it to God. Right here in this moment, the Holy Spirit is telling me to stop there. Some of you in this place, you are fighting with people. Yeah. There's issues in your family. Somebody got on your last nerve, and you've been planning. You've been making some plans. Come on, somebody. I know what that means. I've done it before. Somebody annoyed me one day, man, and I was, I was planning some, some things, and, and, and God rebuked me. Come on, somebody. Don't judge me up in here. You've been doing the same thing. Hallelujah. I was, I, was, I was fantasizing, smacking them in the face. It felt good. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Don't judge your pastor up in this place. But some of you have been planning. There are people you're dealing with in your life, in your family. There are things that are happening. God told me to tell you, surrender it. Lay it down. And it's not a posture of weakness. There's a business partner who swindled you. Somebody left you for dry. A boyfriend walked out of your life. Somebody took your money. That deal went bad. Something is going on. That, that divorce hurt you. God is telling me that you cannot celebrate Christmas this year until you surrender it in Jesus' name. Come on. Live it at the cross of Jesus. Live it at the cross of Jesus. I could do an order call right here. God is doing some things in this place. Please write this down. Your greatest miracles and victories are on the other side of your total surrender to God. Your greatest miracles and victories are on the other side of your total surrender to God. I want to tell you a few things about surrender. Here we go. Number one, your surrender is not surrender unless it costs you something. Your surrender is not surrender unless it costs you something. Luke chapter 1 verse 29. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Confused and disturbed. It'll cost you something. It's not surrender unless it costs you something. We live in a generation that doesn't love to pay a price. It's amazing. People want greatness and they're not willing to pay the price. It's going to cost you something. Pastor Zenzo, how you end up here? Listen, brother, I pray. It cost me many meals. I, I fast and pray. Cry out to God. There's mornings I wake up and, and God tells me, you're not eating today. I was having a meeting with another person recently and I woke up that, mor that morning and it was a good restaurant too, Jerry. Good restaurant. And God said, we're not eating today. 
And I showed up there and I asked for the best water in the world. And I said, I said, God, can I ask for a doggy bag? He said, no, 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 we're not taking, we're not packing this. There's a price to pay. It's not surrender unless it costs you something. Can I talk to some young people in this place? Listen, and it's a story I've told before, but God told me to tell it again. Years ago, I was dating this, this young girl. Amen. My wife was sitting right there in the first service. This was so hard to tell. Well, where's the camera? There's the camera. I love you, honey. You're the best. You're the most gorgeous. There's never been another. But I was dating this young girl. She was a PK, simply meaning she was a preacher's kid, and I'm a preacher's kid. And the going word is preacher's kids are supposed to marry preacher's kids. You're raised to marry another preacher's kid. I mean, she was, she was amazing. Those great things about her. She, she loved God. She danced in the church. Amen. She danced in the house of God. She did one of those, you know, back in the days of dancing ministry, flag ministry. Come on. She had the biggest, the biggest flag ministry. When she would wave that flag, I would feel the Holy Ghost all over me. <laughs> she would dance. You turn it I'd feel the warmth of the Holy Spirit. She would teach the word of God. I said, man, I'm going to wife her and I'm going to make a pastor's wife. And God told me that woman is not part of your future. Yeah. She was a Spanish girl. She made some good beans. <laughs> I just need to add that in there. I needed therapy to, to part with those beans. <laughs> it sounds funny now, but it was painful. It cost me something. God said, she's not part of your... I said, God, but she's, there's nothing wrong with her. She's a preacher's kid. She's good. Remember this. When God created the earth, he created everything, and he said, this is good. And he told Adam, you can't eat this. It wasn't bad. It was good, but it wasn't God. Because some of you are saying, what God is telling me to do is, is actually good. It's good, but it's not God's way for you. The enemy to good is good. <laughs> it's not bad. God said, lay that relationship down. I broke up with her once. I went back two, two days after. I said, you know, I was so, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. I did this three times. And the last time God says, you've got to do this because your grace is running out. Long story short, look at the woman I'm married to today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me tell you this. The day I married that little Italian girl, I found the favor of God in my life. Miracles were coming from everywhere. Come on. The Bible says when a man finds a wife, you found a good thing and you obtain favor from the Lord. Come on. God will never take away something from you unless he has something better coming your way. He has something better coming your way. He's trying to do something good with your life. So Mary had to pay a price. Jesus, Jehovah, it's 12.05. I'm like, why is Linton over there? What is he doing? Uh, let's go to the next one. Thank you, Jesus. Second one, it's not surrender if you fully understand how it's going to play out. 
It's not surrender if you fully understand how it's going to play out. Luke chapter 134. Mary asked the angel, how? But how can this happen? But how can this happen? But how can this happen? God told me to tell somebody in this place, the things God is going to ask you to do is not going to make sense financially. The miracles that God is trying to bring in your life are going to take a certain level of faith and surrender. It's not going to make sense financially. Matter of fact, if it makes sense, it's not faith. And if it makes sense, it doesn't please God. If it doesn't please God, it's idolatry. You're worshiping yourself. It's either you trust God or you don't. Hallelujah. You're not going to understand how it's going to play out. Just, just four Decembers ago, four Decembers ago, God asked my wife and I to leave everything we knew, where we were, served at a great church, largest church in New England. Had a decent salary, had a good life. I would travel, do my own meetings. And it, it was a good deal. And God said, walk out of this because I'm asking you to do something again. I said, God, how is this going to happen? And in the midst of that, somebody else gave us an offer to become pastors somewhere. Hey, hey. they offered us $120,000 a year. Jesus, Jehovah, this African brother needs that. And they started sending us homes. They said, we're going to buy your house. Woo. So we'd sit on our bed and they'll send us home ideas. My wife and I would sit there and say, oh, honey, look at that. This, this one has a jacuzzi, honey. Can you see us in there? I'm going to put a little TV right here in front of the jacuzzi. <laughs> honey, can you see this one? It's got, it's got a playroom. This one has a pool. And God said, no, Zenzo, that's not it. I've got something better in my spirit, and it's Impact Church. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are sitting in a place that's been bought by a spirit of surrender, not convenience. We said no to that, and then we left a job. I didn't know where I was going to get my next paycheck. I called my father-in-law and said, Daddy, I'm going to need your basement for, for a few months. We took every penny we had, a down payment for our, for our home, and made it the capital for this place. You're in a place that's been bought by a sacrifice. And then we said, where are the people going to come from? Where are they going to come from? Well, look around in this place. Come on, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Look around. There are people coming from everywhere, service upon service. You have, we've not even started anything yet. Come on, somebody celebrate the goodness of God. There's new levels of faith, new levels of surrender in Jesus' name. It's not going to make sense. you got to step out in Jesus' name. Can I give you the last one? Uh, the band, you guys can come because it's going to help me move along. <laughs> Thanks, TV. Here's the last one. It's not surrender if it's partial. It's not surrender if it's partial. Matter of fact, partial surrender produces partial results. And let me, let me talk to the so-called mature believers in this place. Let me, teach you, let me teach you a family recipe in this place. If you're going to do it, do it by the book. Do it God's way. 
Because there are people who say, I'm, I'm going to come to church, I'm going to join the church, but I'm not going to serve. I'll pay my tithe, but it's not going to be everything. I made a decision years ago. God, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to do it by the books. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all the way. I'll miss a bill before I miss paying God. I'll sell my TV. I'll cut my cable. I've done it. But I'm going I'm to give God what belongs to him fully. Many people are wondering, why am I not getting blessed? I'm doing this, I'm doing... Well, you're doing it partially. Partial surrender is not surrender. Partial surrender is not surrender. When you cross over into 2019 this year, make a deal with God. I'm going to give you everything. I'm, I'm going to do my part of the deal, and I'm going to trust you to do your part of the deal. Somebody shout hallelujah. We've got to end here. Please stand. Please stand. Please stand. Thank you, Jesus. The lens of Mary. She says, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to surrender. God told me to tell someone in this place, you need to surrender your anxiety. You need to surrender your anger. You need to surrender your fear. You need to surrender your bills. You need to surrender your future to God. God told me to tell someone in this place, there's relationships you need to surrender. You need to surrender that unforgiveness, that bitterness. You need to surrender it to God. Do not celebrate Christmas this year until you've forgiven those people and surrendered that bitterness. This is the prayer that changed the world. I am willing. I am willing. I, I am willing. If they stone me, if they kill me, they'll take me out, but I'm willing to surrender. Do not celebrate Christmas this year. God told me to tell somebody, you need to surrender your identity. Stop feeling sorry for yourself and give it to God. God told me, surrender your label. You've labeled yourself. You've labeled yourself an orphan. You've labeled yourself a divorcee. You've labeled yourself all this. God told me, and you're wrapped up in that identity. God told me he washed that identity. You are a new creation in Jesus' name. Surrendering at the cross today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And once you surrender... It's going to settle your soul. It's going to anchor your soul. It's going to settle your spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every hand lifted up. Every hand lifted up. Give it to Jesus. Surrender to Jesus. Surrender to Jesus. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I surrender. Give him your plan. Give him your vision. Give it to him. Give him that pain. Give him that trial. Surrender. It's not weakness. It's strength. Strength. Take your strength back. Take your miracle back. Take your victory back. Like, here we go. Jesus.
Lord, have your way. closed you cannot live a room like this without saying yes to Jesus I'm gonna count one two three I want you to throw your hand up and say Jesus I want to follow you here we go one two three hands 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 wow wow look at those hands look at those hands wow 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 keep your hands up I want to get a Bible to you I want to get a Bible to you I want to get a Bible to you I get a Bible to you wow to God be the glory we surrender all to Jesus Somebody say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I surrender to you. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus, you're the Lord and Savior of my life. Come on, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to find a connect card and just check it and say, I gave my life to Jesus today. Somebody say, Amen and Amen. Come on, let's celebrate Jesus. Impact, God bless you, we love you. We're going to see you next Sunday. Amen.